you were saying that you are not an actual chef, but that you've, but you've been involved with the with hospitality and food industry for a long time. Yeah. So, so what? How would you describe your um, not your relationship with food, but your passion for food or your involvement with food? Um, I just I just really enjoy looking after people, helping them, have, providing that they have a good time through yeah. all the venues that I've worked at. Um, from like Momofuku, one to one BC, Berto, whatever, um, Bells or Chicken. I've just always been attached, not attached, but like, yeah, no, it's just something that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just kind of always wanted to, like, I fell in love with natural wine and Korean food together from Seoul of Sydney mm. through that journey. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's just grown from there, I guess, trying to like find my identity more, more okay. than anything. Yeah, okay. I feel like through this whole journey in hospitality, I've kind of found myself. Yeah. Yeah. So is this, this is your own place? Yep. And is, is this your first? Yes. Yes. So that's, um, that's pretty good, isn't it, to get to that point? Yeah, no, like it's been an amazing journey. Um, yeah, but no, like I guess I think it was more of an identity stri- struggle to begin with. Wow, okay, yeah. Because I've never really known who I really was. Was I Australian or Korean? Okay, yeah. Because either way, like in Australia, people would be like, oh, Asian. Yes. Chinese or whatever, immigrant. Yeah. Korea, I go back and I don't really fit in there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but hospitality is definitely kind of steered the journey. Wow. So is that what you, what What did you come out of school doing? Is that what you've always done? No, or? I came out of high school, went to UTS, studied business because of the Asian stereotype, parents forcing you to Went to went for a semester, dropped out. Went to music school, and I realised that I've got no chance against some of the people that were studying with me. Dropped out and just kept jumping around different different industries, different areas, just searching for what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then, but I was always was working part time in hospitality to pay the mm. bills. Mm. Um, yeah, and then I stepped away from hospitality because I had an opportunity in the States so I was there for a couple of months it was the first time I'd left hospitality um, and I just felt lost and confused if that's the right way yeah, to say yeah. uh, but then came back started working hospitality again and that first service back was like oh my god this is what I've been searching for Right. Um, and then left my dad's restaurant that was at my dad's restaurant and that's when I left saying I'm going to actually pursue this career and try to work with the best and learn the best. Mm. And then, yeah, over that, that's how it's come to here. And how do you, how do you learn from the best and learn the best? Like you, so obviously you were really motivated then. Yeah. What, what, what were you looking for? At that time, I didn't really know. I just wanted to learn everything. Mm. Um, yeah, so because I literally worked at Fishmongers, I worked at a bakery, worked as a barista, worked at restaurants, wine bars, I pushed myself just to like work as much as possible. Yeah. Um, not knowing what was the most effective or most efficient. Mm. Um, but you yeah, know, at the time I always thought like I wanted to be a waiter mm. and I want to be good at what I do. Mm. And I felt that to be a good waiter, you need to learn everything. Yes. Um, yeah. And then that was what, like 2010, 11. I feel like I was still very immature mm. and a dreamer, if I may say. <laughs> um, whereas now, like, I think over the course of that journey, I've matured. Um, and it wasn't about learning 
working with the best and learning it wasn't about working with the best like they've definitely had influence on me but it wasn't the learning I feel like now it's more of a philosophy yeah. that I had to embrace okay um, which I'm still growing as well sure um, yeah no it's just yeah for me it's more of a philosophy of belief um, can you put into words what it is at this point your philosophy although it's evolving with it's it's evolving but and, and like until like last year when I was in Korea I visited the monk that was on chef's table um Chongwon monk she's definitely like sparked this whole philosophy where whereas before I was still there was still an immaturity in me that was trying to do to be quick and to be like I had this greed that I want to be the first Korean restaurant that does this mm. um and that had been a, a pre, like pressuring me for the past five years. Like, someone's gonna do it. Mm. Someone's gonna do it. I'll be first. I'll be first. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, the monk went to visit her, and she, she was like, "Okay, why are you here? What do you want to learn?" And I was like, "Everything." Being childish still, yeah. it's like, "Oh my god, I'm with this monk. That's like amazing. Um, her food was amazing, but she was just she didn't teach me anything really. But she was just saying, look." your approach your philosophy is wrong mm. you can't I can't teach you how to cook if you don't respect the ingredients if you don't understand the ingredients so now I'm a bit more I'm trying to take my time with every mm. ingredient that come, I come across um, yeah and that's just the, the philosophy yeah just like great produce respect it treat it well um, yeah that's that and then the restaurant side of it is Korean techniques mm-hmm. to as true and as authentic as possible. Yeah. But utilizing what's available here. Yes. Um, yeah, and with that, there's a lot of debate. Like I think people struggle to mark, like label what my food is, mm. so they go to fusion or contemporary okay. or modern, where I don't feel like it is. Mm-hmm. I think my food. It's simple, like I just get ingredients that are available, treat them as most, as much as possible as in, in relation to like the techniques of Korea. Yes. Um, yeah, like beetroot kimchi, let's say that's, that's on the menu at the moment. People struggle to figure out what it is. Mm. Um, when you say people, people in general or is it Koreans? Or the is media, it the <laughs> Koreans, um, even myself, yeah. I had. Yeah. Because um, I, I thought I was traditional Korean, but now I've accepted that I'm not that traditional in the sense of I'm using ingredients that Korea has never used. Okay. Um, but also the misunderstanding of Korean ing- ingredients in Korea where ingredients have been forgotten. Sure. Um, let's say like Koreans, a lot of Koreans generally hate coriander. Mm. Um, and they think coriander is not Korean, but we have a name for it in Korean. Ah. Um, and I did a coriander kimchi and I've had debates with a few people saying, how is that Korean? Mm. And I've found records of a coriander kimchi in the past. Okay. Um, yeah, and then like I feel like through my understanding of Korean food, we eat a lot of things. Um, we foraged back in mm. out, out the old days because we were a peasant country. We had mm. these kings that got all the good stuff and we had to make do with what was available. Um, yeah, and we literally have zero, like, zero wastage, I guess, almost. Like any of the scraps that are left over from 
the fish, we'd salt ferment it or dry it and we'd eat it somehow. Or like wild foraging, mm. we'd go into the mountains and forage what was available mm. and eat that. Um, yeah. I think I'm like jumping everywhere. No, right you're now. not. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because I was thinking um, that when we say a particular type of food is traditional to a country, that's because, you know, especially if it's coming from a long time ago, it's what they had available to them locally, and then they adapt the techniques that go with that. So you kind of it is respecting those rules, isn't it? If you so it's not traditional because you might not be using the same food, but you're still respecting the idea that you're you're using local produce. And applying those techniques, yeah. so it's sort of I, I get where you're coming from. It's sort of, but it is quite difficult to define that, isn't it? Yeah, um, mm. and like fusions are very bastardized words that to be yeah. played around. Yeah. And like I feel like not saying I'm not I'm not saying that I'm better than these restaurants, but like, you know, Chin Chin, mm. they are labeled fusion, mm. um, and I can see that from my point of view where there is a bit of a mashup. Mm. Um, it's like Tipo as well, like. They're Italian, but you see ingredients that the Italians didn't really use as well. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah, and also just trying to break out of the boundaries of what Korean food is seen as. Yes. Because I think it's mostly people think kimchi and barbecue and pibibap. That's right. And I'm utilising all those just because mm. it's a restaurant. I need, I need people on the seats to sustain the restaurant, to show, yeah. hey, this is also diff- something different. Try this. This is also something different. Yeah. Um, so do you have to train your staff to have that, to understand where you're coming from, to be able to explain it, or do you <laughs> just allow them to... I've, I've kind of, because we've only been open a week and a bit, oh, yes. I've kind of just left to, as is, without too much intervention, just seeing how the space works, seeing how the people talk, um, and that's helping me kind of, okay, this is, this is how I'm going to talk about it. Mm. I think it's a good time now that you've come now, because I... With the media as well, like there's a lot of confusion. I read it now. I was like, that's not actually accurate anymore. Yeah. Um, whereas now, today, like, yeah, no, I think I've actually over the weekend or something, I've kind of determined what I am and what I do. Mm. Um, yeah, but and like traditional, such a traditional, authentic is so blurred as well. Oh, absolutely. What is tradition? What is authentic? Yeah. Um, like kimchi. When everyone says kimchi, you think the red, the ca- Chinese cabbage, chili, garlic, ginger. But even that's evolved so much in the past 200 mm. years, where the first kimchi was either eggplant or lettuce. Wow. Um, and there was no garlic, there was no chili. Mm. It was preserved in a beef broth, from mm. my understanding. Um, not that I've tried it, but this is like, what, 300 years ago. Mm. Um, and the word for kimchi has evolved as well. So for some, I, I don't understand why. Mm. But yeah, no, just like the Japanese influenced us so much. The Japanese taught us how to grow mm. um, the Napa cabbage that kimchi is seen as today. Um, the Spanish trade routes, they introduced garlic and chili to us. But even that chili took about 100 years for us to say, okay, let's start using it. Mm. Um, yeah, so, like, what is tradition? Mm. What is authentic? That's, that also makes me question my labels as well. Mm. Um, well, even I was reading that people call you kimchi, Peter. It's yes. a bit of a label. Is that something you've fostered yourself, or is it just because you talk about kimchi Kind of, not really. <laughs> um, like, I don't know if you recall, but 2010, 2011, 
There was a collective called Taste of Young Sydney. Okay. I'm, well, I, was, I only just came to Melbourne and... Um, oh, this from is New Sydney. Ze- yeah, I'm from oh, New okay. Zealand. <laughs> um, but we had... So 2010, 2011 was... I think it was like just at the cusp of MasterChef. Mm, okay. Um, and you had the Tetsuyas, the Bokasu, who's not, no longer around, but like Bilson's, all these amazing restaurants mm. that all these faces, Tetsuya Wakada was Tetsuya. Mm. He was never really in the kitchen at the time. They hadn't, the head chef at that time was, who is there? So many, like Clayton Wells came out of that kitchen. Um, no, a lot of great talented chefs today mm. have come out of these institutions where they were actually the head chef. But so it was us, it was a group of us saying, okay, hey, we exist. Like, um, trying to make a name for themselves, you know, because we love what we do. Mm. We want to share, we want people. And at the end of the day, we're only there doing it for acknowledgement. I think everyone's doing what they do for acknowledgement. Mm. Um, yeah, and so with that team, I got inspired to start my collective, Soul of Sydney. Um, and yeah, the, through the Morgan, Morgan McGloan, Bells Are Chicken, yes. he, he founded, he started up this, the Toys Collective. Um, yeah, and he's a really good friend of mine and we were talking, I was like, oh, maybe I should do this, like what you do with, with Korean food. And then he started calling me Kim GP, introducing me to people like Kim GP, which is amazing because it's, people remembered it straight away. And at the time there was a lot of talk about Korean food is going to be the next thing. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I just rolled with it. So I guess I've taken it on. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, yeah, so I can see that, that there's a lot of, there are a lot of facets to the identity that you're shaping yeah. or trying to, just to distill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't, yeah. <laughs> and you have a lot of experience too with um, putting together the drinks list, so wine lists and so on. Well, Bell's is the only place I really did it. Bell's yeah. Chicken and Barcarine. Yeah. Um, Prior to that, I'd still worked with a lot more. I worked front, but I worked more on the wine mm. side of things as well. Um, yeah. So. And that must help though with, with here because did you are you tying in the obviously tying in the drinks with the food or? Um, essentially, like natural wine. Mm. Well, I hate the label natural wine, but natural wine with Korean food. Um, yeah, just like the funkiness of Korean food and sometimes the funkiness of the wines, mm. um, but also just like the freshness, the the expressiveness um, I think it just works really well with food at the moment now I've got someone else looking after the wine yeah because it's kind of said from the beginning of signing this and then open towards opening I was like okay no I can't do both no it doesn't make sense no. I need to focus more on the food so I've got Josh Begbie on board um, yeah like I'm still kind of involved but indirectly mm. like there'll be certain things I'll go hey I tried this can we or no or you know but I'm giving him freedom because the list that we have now I think there's about 70 80 wines on there and we probably disagreed on maybe one or two. Oh wow okay so That's we've good. got a very similar That's excellent yeah yeah um yeah so it just gives me more time to be in the kitchen and do the paperwork stuff yeah <laughs> the not fun things yeah it's awesome mm. and so do you feel like um you've arrived with the food that you're um exploring have you arrived arrived at what you want no this is just the beginning yeah um now i've got a vessel to really experiment um whereas before it was just pop-ups and with pop-ups and full-time job there's not that much room for experimentation no um 
yeah, no, it's just the beginning, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so, because there's a lot of other things that I've never tried that I want to start trying. Um, and then also pushing the boundaries of what people are accustomed to, I guess, because I'll start fermenting seafood. And some people might scared, get scared by the fact that I have six-month oyster somewhere. Yeah, um, wow. Yeah, no, there's... there's <laughs> There's a lot of things I want to experiment with that I'm really excited about. Yeah, so I was going to say, what, what's the experience you want people, the diners, to have? And I guess you want them to be brave. <laughs> to no, no, it's not, it's not even about being brave. Like, if you, like, the menu is quite conventional, I think. I think most of it's quite approachable. Mm. Um, because, again, I need people here to sustain the business for maybe one or two menus or a side dish to be like, hey try this because this is different yeah um, that will be the core of it i think and it's just me for the fun of it just experimenting on the side to yeah just to grow my understanding yeah. and you know while i'm experimenting some things might influence how i do certain things um with the conventional men- well the convention the mass of the menu yeah um but yeah no that, yeah how exciting Yes, and scary, and, and hating my life, loving my life, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Are you getting any sleep at the moment? Probably not. <laughs> um, no, uh, not really, but that's because, like, Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. <gasps> yes. So there's, like, friends in town, it's just, like, drinking, and then I had two events as well with Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. But, yeah, got Easter coming up and closed for four days. Yeah. So, so you can kind of let the dust settle and think about how the first couple of weeks have gone yeah no but it's been awesome like yeah. the feedback's been amazing yeah um the lack of media attention to start well not lack but not really giving him too much yeah. has not got the masses in yet which mm. is good um yeah awesome how exciting well done <laughs> yeah does that answer all your questions it does or? thank you